I spoke Wednesday night about <clears throat> laments and getting real and looking at the book of Psalms and looking at how David talked about Psalms and, and the laments or getting real. And uh, if you uh, want to, what's amazing now is you can, uh, you don't even have to watch live. You can go back and watch the service. And, and yet I hope in the midst of this, we still stay connected because it's like, you know, now we used to have to follow God in the tabernacle and then wherever the cloud was and the tabernacle was, that's where we had to go where God was. I say we, the children of Israel, and if God moved, we had to move. And then all of a sudden they got the temple and the temple is one place and everybody had to come to Jerusalem. And in fact, the Jews, when they would celebrate Passover and things, they would say, next year hopefully we'll be in Jerusalem, we'll go to Jerusalem. And I, I, you know, and I know Jesus opened the door for uh, we, our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And yet we still have churches and we have four walls. And we realize that God is not limited to these four walls and he's not limited to this place. And yet there is strength, there is corporate unity, there is all kinds of connectiveness that comes with being part of the body. You know, I mean, and, and I realize it's, it's uh, you know, it's, it takes commitment and I'm, I'm thankful. I, just to be very candid with you, you know, I, I don't probably get up and thank the Lord every day for my knees and my elbows and my wrist joints. Maybe you do. Maybe you go right down from flanges all the way up. But you know what? <clears throat> when I need them, I'm glad they're there. <laughs> and if you fall, you really know they're there. Huh? And so individuals in this hour, you know, it's a, it's a time of saying, well, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to, you know, do my own thing. And unfortunately, the body and, and this virus has further uh, separated where folks stay at home and then they don't even have to watch live. They can watch, you know, they don't even have to be on the same time and they don't have to stand. They can eat cereal while they're watching church or, or whatever. And I'm okay with eating cereal when you're watching church. <clears throat> but at some point, make sure you're connected to the body because the body is what's important. It's going to sustain you. The Bible says, that, you know, so much the more as you see the day approaching. And if we've not seen uh, the signs of the times which indicate we're living in the last days, we need more and more of the presence of the body, the strength of the body, the encouragement of the body. And what's so beautiful is if you are, are not able to make it, send a text, send a text. I get texts from folks, I'm watching, pastor, great job, do it, wonderful, hallelujah. What are you saying? Stay connected, send something in. Let, why? Because in this hour, we have such a, a, a chance to get disconnected from everything. And I was talking about the laments on Wednesday night <clears throat> 
and I was preaching in the book of Psalms, and I, the last uh, verses that I read were in Psalms 3, and it ends talking about the blessings of the Lord. And I realized, you know what? Um, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. And, and I thought, well, you know, I need to just kind of remind myself and remind all of you how blessed we are. Now, I know, you know, people can just say that haphazardly. How are you? I'm blessed. Or, you know, how are you? Fine. I'm fine. How are you? I, I realize people can just, you know, it can be just a word that is said. And I, that's not bad to have a word that I'm blessed. And yet, when you, when you think about the difference between saying I'm fine, uh, that means I'm fine. When you say I'm blessed, that means somebody has given me something. Right. I've been blessed. And I, I realized as I was reading Psalms, the third chapter, Wednesday night, and I sent in this PowerPoint, and Shauna, Sister Shauna, who's in the crow's nest this morning, came down and told me, she said, uh, is that the sermon you meant to send? And I said, I think so. She said, well, you preached on that three years ago. Was it 18 or 19? She said, I got the notes. And a lot of the slides are, are pretty close. And at first I said, well, I'm not sure. I, I, did I, 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 I generated these slides last night. I, I didn't realize I didn't have to do anything. I could have just gone back in my notes. <laughs> I felt, boy, was I stupid. <laughs> and then the more I got to thinking from the office to here, I thought, that's terrible that I haven't preached about being blessed more frequently than that. Because every day I need to realize God's been good to me. God's been good to me. Oh, I cannot ever thank him enough. And so where I got it, and you'll see on this slide, I took the last slide from Wednesday night, Getting Real, The Laments, and, and those, if you were here or you heard Wednesday night, it was how David got real about where he was, what he was going through, what was happening. And David didn't pull any punches. He talked about how folks were, were after him. And there are actually one-third of the Psalms, over 60 songs, are, are all about just what, what the lamenting, the, the prayers. And we read some of them. I didn't read all 60. But the Psalms, third chapter says, Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? How are they that rise up against me? Many which say of my soul, there is no help for him in God. And yet he begins to praise God by saying, you are my shield. You are my glory. You are the lifter of my head. Wow. You know what? I don't care what's going on around you. You've got to be able to have a praise in your heart. Lord, you are my shield. You are my glory.
glory. You are the lifter of my head. Oh, what do you say? I don't care. I'm not going to allow the cares of life and the world to get me down looking just down. I'm going to raise my head and remember this could be the day that the Lord will come. This could be the hour that the sounding of the trumpet will happen. You say, well, pastor, I, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what I'm facing. You don't know what. Wait a minute. Quit focusing on all of this. Lord, are you coming today? Is this going to be the day the ram's horn's going to sound, the trumpets are going to sound, and the dead in Christ shall rise first? You say, oh, well, that's a fairy tale. Let me tell you something. It's real. It's going to happen. It's, uh, we've looked for it. I don't care who says, where is thy Lord? There is no help for him in God. I'm telling you, one of these days, he's going to descend from heaven with a shout and the voice of the archangel and the trump of God shall sound. I'm excited about the hour we're living in. I'm blessed. Yeah. You know, and I, I know, I, I know, and we could, if you, if you fall at prey into the comparison, the Bible says don't compare yourself, and yet when we look around, it, it, in one sense, we should compare ourselves to, you know, some of the other nations, some of the other countries, some of the other financial levels that people have, and most of us have, uh, you know, one or two electronic devices. Huh? Computer or an iPhone or an iPad. Not one per house. Huh? Not, oh, well, you know, I got to take a dime and go, I guess maybe at one time it was a nickel, and find a phone booth, you know, watch some old black and white film, and, you know, he's got to drive down to the drugstore. Huh? Oh. You say, I, I know a few years ago, and it wasn't very long, that, that AT&T was in their own seminar. They put out that over half the world's population at that time had never heard a phone ring. India, China, a lot of these nations. And now, as a nation, we are so connected. It's not quite as bad and more and more and, and I, can, I can text somebody, I can find somebody, I can log on, I can connect, I can hear the word of God, I can encourage somebody, somebody can encourage me. I, you, what are you saying? What a blessing it is. What a blessing that is. In a moment, whenever I'm feeling down, I can say, oh, would you pray for me? I, we are able to send out prayer alerts and we send them out. I, I'm sorry if you don't want them but you know what people call what a privilege it is to know but I don't know whether one is able to stop or ten but in a moment somebody is able to say in Jesus name wow how privileged we are that never used to be and then when you think in terms of Facebook and, and some of these other social medias and, and yet here it is. He said, I cried unto the Lord with my voice. He heard me. I laid down and slept. I awake. The Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people that have set themselves against me. Ten thousands of people. I may have had one or two enemies. Don't know that I've ever had ten thousands. 
Arise, O Lord, save me, for thou have smitten all my enemies on the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongs unto the Lord and thy... What's the last word there? Blessing is on thy people. And, and as I said, I read that uh, Wednesday night, and that was the last verse that I put up, and I didn't emphasize blessing. But when I got to the end of that Psalms, the third chapter, I began to just, I reread re -read it. Salvation belongs to the Lord, and thy blessing is upon thy people. And I have to be honest, I know America, we celebrate Thanksgiving, but I have to be honest, I begin to stop and think, Lord, Oh, God, how, how blessed I am. How blessed I am. It shouldn't just be around Thanksgiving over a big meal that I realize your, your blessing is upon me. Oh, I, you say, well, Pastor, I, you don't know how I'm struggling. And, and, and I, I looked and I, I just went on to Psalms 32. Oh, sorry, go back. So, there it is, Psalms 32. David opens up by saying, blessed is he whose transgression is is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Do you feel blessed if your transgression is forgiven and your sin is covered? What a privilege it is. Do you, I, I mean, imagine that, you know, you, you have to be told all your life, you know, look at what you did. 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 Oh, what a privilege it is that you can wash it under the blood, that it's forgiven, that it's covered. And this was before David didn't even have Jesus at that time. David wrote this back whenever he realized they were offering an animal sacrifice. But he said, it's a blessing. And he goes on to say, blessed is the man who, to whom the Lord, and to whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity. Wow. Your debt's been paid. The ransom, you're not charged. Imagine, you know, the blessing that you would feel if all of a sudden somebody paid a bill, if all of a sudden somebody paid what you owed, if all of a sudden some bill that you had created and somebody paid for it. And I know I, I've, I've I've been in line and in uh, drive through a few times and, and I've had all of a sudden somebody, in, you know, they come to the window and they say, oh, the guy in front of you paid. Anybody ever have that happen to them? A few of you. And you know what I do? I pay the next guy. I don't know when it stops. Maybe when somebody doesn't have any money. And I, don't, and, I, and I think, okay, my bill was $8.99, and now I'm paying $14.99. <laughs> Am I blessed? Huh? Oh, I can never forget 
the blessings of Almighty God. What's so powerful is he doesn't make me pay or feel guilt that I need to pay the next guy, but I ought to want to say, how can I not tell somebody what God has done for me? Blessed is the man whose transgressions are forgiven to whom the Lord it does not impute iniquity. And then he says, he goes on, David says, and when I kept silent, if I don't praise God, if I don't say something, my bones wax old through my roaring all day long. For day and night thy hand was heavy upon me. My moisture was turned to drought. Selah. And then he says, I acknowledge my sin unto thee and my iniquity. Have I not hid? In other words, David, and it kind of ties to what I was saying Wednesday night. You've got to be real about where you are are what you've done but when you are real and honest when you don't try to fake God out it, you know it's like you know a, a two year old hiding from their parents and they go you know I'm hiding and, and it's like come on we see you we know where you are God knows every hair that I have he knows what my thoughts are he knows what my actions are you might as well get real and honest and say Lord here it is I want you to watch me. I want you to cleanse me. I want you to forgive me because God is able to do that. Yes. Oh, hallelujah. In my iniquity, he said, I haven't hid. I confess my transgressions unto the Lord and you forgave the iniquity of my sins. For this shall everyone that is godly pray unto thee in a time when thou mayest be found. Everyone that is godly is praying, Lord, wash me, cleanse me. Huh? If you're real with yourself, you realize I need the altar. I need God to wash me. I need the presence of God. Oh, I'm here today and I'm so glad I'm not like all those bad sinners. You've missed it. I'm sorry, Jesus gave us the example in the New Testament, huh? In the middle of the worship service where somebody said, I, oh, I need to pray. I need the washing. I need the touch. I, I don't want a service to go by. I don't want a moment to go by. You say, well, I, I thought David started this song by saying he was blessed. He is blessed. I am blessed. But you know what? I still need another touch. I still need another dose of the Holy Ghost. You say, well, I haven't had to, I haven't gone to the altar in 28 years. Well, bless your heart you need another touch yes. you say but I'm blessed I, if I am truly blessed the godly pray Lord wash me he said for the godly pray when he may be found surely in the floods of great waters they shall not come nigh unto him I want to tell you something if you live life long enough you're going to get hit with a tsunami I don't know. I don't know what it will be. I don't know if it'll be an emotional tsunami, a financial tsunami, if it'll be a relational tsunami, if it'll be, I don't know. But I'm going to tell you, everybody's going to get hit with a tsunami. A great flood. What? Because, you know what? I went to Sunday school and rains came down and the rains came down and the I remember that? Amen. 
I don't care. It's how you're building your house. And you say, well, I, oh, I, I want, I mean, you know, we, we've gotten hit with a few hurricanes and I was walking it's Friday morning. Uh, I flew in Friday morning and uh, left here early down to Charleston and uh, uh, my plane got in four hours before my wife. And so we were at the airport and so the pastor picked me up and he said, well, do you want to just uh, uh, wait around here close? And I said, sure. So we, we go and look and we're there on the peninsula of Charleston and he's pointing out, you know, there's Fort Sumter where the uh, Civil War began and here's where uh, they have the cannon placements and here's the seawall and I'm looking at all these sites of Charleston, South Carolina and he said, now look, they're building the seawall higher because of, you know, uh, they're afraid the ocean's rising and it's when it, when it hurricane comes. Here we were probably 10 feet above already. He said the water comes all up in here and does, you know, floods these houses. And midst of a hurricane, I guess the last one was Hugo. So they've been building these seawalls for the great flood. And I, <clears throat> the pastor's originally from Louisiana, Alexandria, and I said, well, you know, do they have pumps? And he said, yeah, they've been working on those right now. He said, because, you know, you build the seawall up and the water, if it ever breaches it, then it's like in a bowl. It's like pouring milk in a bowl. The water doesn't go away. Seawall holds it in. So they got to have pumps to pump the water out. And you say, well, we're doing everything we can to protect. And I, I'm thankful, I'm thankful that our technology and we can do what we can. But I want to tell you something. Why does a city on a beautiful day work on construction on a seawall? Huh? Why worry about a hurricane? The skies are blue. They're all nuts in Charleston. You know? You don't need to fix your roof unless it's raining. Oh, pastor, you're being ridiculous. You're being foolish. You're, you're, you know, you don't understand how stupid of you. You don't realize that you work on the seawall every day. You work on the pumps every day. Why? Because I don't know when tomorrow the hurricane comes, when the rains come. What do you say? Oh, I, I, do I need to worship today? Absolutely. Do I need to praise today? Absolutely. Do I need to read the word today? Absolutely. Do I need to be in the house of all? Absolutely. Do I need to get cleansed again today? Absolutely. Why? Because I'm here to tell you that floods come, whether it's financial, you name it, all of a sudden, boom, it hits your house. And the only thing that's going to stand is when you built your house 
house on a foundation of the rock and you can say I'm still blessed no matter how much rain falls I'm blessed no matter how bad the wind gets I'm blessed no matter what's going on in this hour I'm blessed and he says that great waters shall not come nigh unto thee. Thou art my hiding place. They that preserve me from trouble, thou shalt compass me with songs of deliverance. Man, wouldn't that be awesome to have? Just know that the Lord is singing. In the midst, you know, no matter what you're going through, no matter how deep the water, no matter how much the emotional flooding takes place, when you realize you're blessed, you can just kind of close your eyes and you hear the Lord saying, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Yea, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll be with you. Oh, what are you doing? I'm listening to a song of deliverance. Ah, uh, then he said, you know what? It's important for me. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. You know what that saying is? You've got to listen to the word of the Lord. You've got to let him teach us. You've got to let him instruct you. You've got to get your face on him. Why? Because he wants to be able to guide us through every flood, every trial. And he said, I'll guide you with my eyes. What does that mean? Some of you that have lived long enough with parents, grandparents, you know. That's hand. But you know, when you're good enough, somebody can just give you a look. And you go, oh, I need to go, huh? But the only way you can catch that look is if you're looking at them. My wife's not here today. There have been times that I've been sitting over here and I, I wanted to signal her over there. Some of you may have caught me. And she's worshiping, got her eyes shut, just... I'm going. Huh? Some of you have seen me. You've been around here long enough. They don't film me close, I hope. Well, what's going on? When you're, if there was ever a moment to keep our eyes where? What I, don't be like a horse or a mule. I didn't say that. I'm reading the Bible for those of you. Don't be horsey or a mule, which have no understanding, whose mouth must be held in a bit and a bridle. Has God got to jerk your mouth? I felt like that sometimes. I felt like, you know, like a fish on a hook. Huh? And then I, I said, Lord, I'm blessed. I need, to, I need to get a little more attentive to you. I need to be a little more connected where you don't have to pull my jaw out of joint. Huh? Where just a look 
just an eye, just a, a, a glance, and I realize, oh, I need to not do that. Uh, oh, huh? Oh, I need to not be there. Oh, I need, what, what are you doing? Here's what he said. He said, many are the sorrows that, uh, that shall be to the wicked, but he that trusts in the Lord, mercy and compassion round about him. <clears throat> be glad in the Lord, rejoice, ye righteous, shout for joy, all ye that are upright in heart. I know my time is up. I'm sorry. I, I told you I should preach this more often than once every three years. Anyway, <laughs> this was all before Jesus. If, if David could feel the forgiveness, we who know about Calvary ought to be able to raise our hands and say, thank God one day you died on Calvary. What a privilege it is. I ought to be able to worship God. I ought to be able to praise God. I don't have anything to praise him for. I am blessed. My transgressions, my sins have been washed. The Lord is able to guide me through any kind of situation. He said, well, my sins aren't bad enough that I, I'm thankful for that. Well, bless your heart. Maybe you need to realize just how, and I, I know maybe that's why sometimes individuals that are raised in and around church get to thinking like, I'm, I'm good on myself. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm doing all right. We ought to be the ones that are saying, I'm blessed. God's been so good to me. He has been so good to me. Psalms, the 40th chapter, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me out. We used to have a song we sang. He brought me out of a horrible pit. He put my feet out of the miry clay. He set my feet on a rock to stay. He established my going. My God shall put a new song in my mouth. Even praise unto our God. Many shall see it in fear and shall trust in the Lord. Blessed, blessed, blessed is that man that maketh the Lord his trust. What are you saying? I, I'm here to tell you I'm thankful for America. I'm thankful for scientists. I'm thankful for the vaccines. I'm thankful for doctors, lawyers, butchers, bakers. But I ought to know after the year we've had my trust is still in the Lord. My trust is in him. My trust is not in someone else. I trust the Lord. I don't trust the Democrats, the Republicans, the president, the ex-president. My trust is in Almighty God. He is the one. You say, oh, I don't know. I, I, and, I, and I've heard it and I'm, I'm okay with it you know, you know we, we've got to do this and we've got to do that and we've got to follow the science and, and I, I, I kept a mask on I flew, I did my part I tried to make sure that I, I'm following all the protocols and they, we, you know, they had some that made one announcement, some that made five, some that said you know you got to have this kind of mask put it on over the second mask and I, I get it it's overwhelming and I I just you could hear the angst and the anxiety in people's voices 
lady sat down in a seat next to me and she immediately got out all of her her stuff and I'm okay with it if you want to cleanse everything and wipe it down and wear rubber gloves and two masks and a face shield on top of that it's okay I don't mind I, I don't know she may have had some kind of immunocompromised situation I, I wasn't I wasn't frustrated with her but she turned to me and she said, I hope you're not allergic to the smell of all this. I said, no, ma'am, it's fine. And I, I just, you could feel the anxiety. You could feel the fear. You could feel the angst. And I, have you ever had fear? Yes. Have you ever had anxiety? Yes. Have you ever had angst? Yes. I, got a text that my mom had fallen down the steps. And I, yeah, concern. How is she? What's going on? Check her knee. Check her. Sure, I've had all of those things. But you know what? In the midst of all of that, be able to just look up a moment and say, Lord, thank you for your blessings. You've been so good. You're so good. I don't know what will happen tomorrow. I, I know there, I'm not, I don't have eternal life yet that I know of. Got the hope of it. Sister Sheena said today, the tree is, was in the garden. I'm gonna one day see it in heaven. I don't, but I don't have it yet. I don't know what tomorrow may hold for me. I don't know what tomorrow may hold for any of us, but one thing I want you to hear me say, 9-12-21, I know who's got a hold of my tomorrow. And I am blessed. I am blessed. Let's stand. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. In fact, if you want to come and you want to just thank the Lord for a moment, count your blessings, name them one by one, count your many blessings, see what God has done. Hallelujah. Let's just come.